Hey y'all, you are listening to the Chickasha Chamber Chatter Podcast with your host, Cassandra Ursland. That's me, President and CEO of the Chickasha Chamber of Commerce. Before we get started, I want to give a huge thank you to Hillary Communication for their sponsorship, which allows us to provide this content to our community and to our chamber members. On today's episode, we are going to sit down with Liz from the OSU Extension Office and learn about all of the things that they do for us and for our community. So without further ado, let's just jump into the conversation. everyone we are back for our second episode of the Chickasha Chamber Chatter podcast and we are here today with Liz Taylor from the OSU Extension Office right here in Grady County. Liz thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having us uh, or having me in it's it's really a honor and pleasure to do this and you know lots of things are happening down at the OSU Extension Office. Well we cannot wait to hear about them. First if you don't mind tell us a little bit about what that means. What What is an OSU Extension Office and what do you guys do? The OSU Extension Office, there's an extension office in every county in Oklahoma. Uh, we were made through the grant land-grant university system and so our main job is to bring research-based information to the public and we do that in lots of different ways. And so give me an example of that. So I know whenever you came in here I mentioned I know that you guys test soil. So I do a little bit of home gardening and I've been told if my tomatoes aren't growing as big as I want them to, I need to come and make sure that the soil is the correct way, the correct ingredients and all of that. That is that's that is just one of our many services. But yes, we do soil testing and um, we also test water so that you can see the hardness and what is in your water. Um, we also do forage for producers for feeding their animals. And so we do a wide variety of things, especially for agriculture, but we also do a lot in family and consumer sciences. You know, once you get that garden good and growing, you will want to can those vegetables or do something like that. And we can actually test your pressure canner to make sure that you're doing it safely and accurately so that those are good things for you to eat. Then, of course, the extension office is over the whole 4-H program for Grady County. And right now we're in the midst of summer getting ready for the county fair and have lots of workshops and things for kids to do. Awesome. Well, I'm going to come back to the county fair because we could talk about that for days because it's one of my favorite events here in Chickasha. <laughs> yeah. um, but I want to circle back to you mentioned that I could bring it down and you could make sure that I canned it correctly. Mm -hmm. I'm a novice. Like I know nothing. My grandmother used to can. My mom cans now. She hasn't quite taught me how to do that yet. So if I came down and I said, Liz, I want to can these tomatoes that I grew and they're beautiful because my soil is perfect because you helped me with that. Could you help me figure out how to can too? We certainly can. Now that's not my area of expertise, but we have an FCS educator. Her name is Gina Calhoun. Uh, she works part-time. She only works 20 hours a week, but call us up and we can give you pamphlets and information. And at times we have uh, canning classes. If we have enough people interested in learning basic canning, we will offer a class in it. So there's lots of different ways, but just ask us the question and we can help you out. And one of the other things that, that you know, you might not think about is we might not know, you know, I might not know that information or Gina might not know that information, but we have a host of experts on the OSU campus 
that all it takes is an email or a phone call and we've got that good information so that you'll be able to do your canning and your freezing and your dehydrating and all of those food preservation things all of those soil and gardening things we can help you with the getting your trees back in shape and and all, all those things because we have research-based information and experts on the osu campus that that's what their job is to support the local offices okay so you just mentioned trees if i'm having problems with the trees or the bushes in my yards and i know that cold spell that we had back in what january february whenever it was it did some damage um my mom has this beautiful rose bush outside of her house and she is just holding on hope that it's going to come back and like the bottom half is but the top half isn't so it sounds like that's something that you guys can help with as well Yeah, we actually have experts that will tell us what to do a lot of those and i'll just say this because yeah i get this question a lot because that freeze just really hurt a lot of things if you're seeing new growth, it's not completely dead. So you can cut parts off that you know are dead. Don't prune it back too much because you can always take it off later, but you can't ever put it back. Yeah. So, but we have experts that can tell us, yes, this, you know, cut it back this far uh, or, or do something like that. If you have a problem like that, taking a picture, a, a big picture so that we can see the whole thing and a couple co close-up pictures and you can either bring them in to us or email them to us and we can send those off to an expert or Allie Miner who is our ag educator if she doesn't know the answer she'll send them off but she lots of times she'll know the answer and she can give you recommendations on that. Liz, I'm sorry, but you're going to get like 10 emails from me because it sounds like there's so many things that you can help me with that I didn't even know. Yeah. Um, you just talked about a little bit about caning class. So if you had enough people that were interested in it, you would do that. What other type of classes do you guys offer if you have people who are interested in doing that? Um, well, we have done bread making classes for adults. We've done cooking for one or two people because, you know, that can be a challenge for youth uh, this summer in the month of June. We will be doing a leather craft workshop, so these kids are going to learn how to tool leather. We're doing a public speaking workshop. We're going to be making dish gardens or terrariums. We're going to be making stepping stones. We're going to learn four different types of weaving. So we're doing a lot. You are doing so a lot. Even though those classes that I just mentioned are geared toward 4-H members, if we have adults that want to come in and observe, they would be welcome to. Or e if we have enough space, they could even participate. Now, I was not in 4-H when I was younger, mm -hmm. but when I was in high school, uh, my aunt actually worked at the OSU Extension Office. I forgot to mention that, but when I was younger, she did. And she got, my cousin and I signed up for a cooking class, mm -hmm. as you mentioned. Yep. And I mean, I was pretty young. I think it was maybe, maybe it might've even been junior high, but those lessons that I learned in those classes are ones that I still, whenever I bake, I make sure that my flour is, um, you know, level and all of the things that I learned in those classes. So that's a really good resource for our youth here in Chickasha. Yes. And you know, our goal is to take youth and make sure that they have those life skills that they need to be successful. And whether it's finding a hobby like weaving, or, you know, you can actually make a good living weaving and, and making things to basic cooking or sewing and things like that. We haven't offered cooking and sewing in the recent time because of COVID, obviously, and those things take us being closer together since those restrictions are loosening up, they're coming about. But no, we do a lot of life skill in 4-H and that's, that's our goal. You notice we have a public speaking workshop. You know, that's the number one fear of Americans 
Yeah. I mean, before tornadoes and sharks and being hit by lightning. And, you know, more people have died in tornadoes and sharks and being struck by lightning than public speaking. So <laughs> I don't understand it. But it is a fear. And when you get to know a 4 h that's been in the program a while and been active, you're going to find that they have those public speaking skills. And that's one of the skills that I think is really most important that we teach. And we've got some fun games and things for the kids for that. And so do they just reach out to your office and ask about how to get involved with that? Is the information on the website? How can people in our community put their kids in these programs? Well, yeah, they call the Extension Office. It's on our Facebook. Our website is not as up to date as I would really like it to be, but we're working on that. Also enrolling your child in 4-H, they will get a newsletter that has all the information and all the ways to get registered. Perfect. All right. Well, I promised you that I was going to circle back to the county fair because it is one of my favorite events. Yes. Um, I, I guess my whole life. I can't remember a time that I haven't been out there. Uh, but you guys pretty much put together all of the, the really cool, like, oh, my gosh, this pumpkin is the size of my head, and they won mm-hmm. an award. That's you, right? Yeah. Um, the county fair is really a combination of the our county fair board, which they're very active and very supportive of all, of all the things that are going on out there. And Uh, the OSU Extension Center all the still exhibits inside are definitely you know I'm in charge of those that's my baby those are the things that I do and there's a wide variety of things that people can do of course we show livestock and that's uh, primarily the 4-H and FFA youth that are involved in that and we help with all of those all of those things and of course all the 4-H exhibits at the Grady County Fair all the ones in each class that get first place they go on to the state fair in Oklahoma City. And it's really cool to walk around those buildings and see all of the kids from Chickasha who have won at the county fair. Mm-hmm. I've done that many a times as well. Um, okay, so if I want to enter something for the county fair and I really want a first place prize, mm-hmm. what would you suggest would be the thing that I would do? Like what is your, I guess, what is your most popular item that people enter and what is the ones that you're like, oh, we never get people entering squash or <laughs> what, what would that be? Well, you know, I will tell you that almost all of our gardening areas there, you got lots of people at competition. You know, we got, got lots of kids and lots of people growing really good vegetables and things like that. We also have a big flower show. In the 4-H area, going into our wildlife exhibits are, is one that is an area that we don't have very many in. We don't have very many kids doing geology, which is collecting rocks. Um, and, you know, I also find that kind of odd because Oklahoma is so oil-based. That is all geology, people. Not having kids really active in that is kind of a shame to me. Entomology. Insects, you know, they're interesting, they're fun, they're easy to do. So those are some things if you were wanting to make sure you got first place in a class. But I would tell any child, any parent, what is your kid interested in? Yeah. You know, I may tell you bugs are fun, but if you don't like them or your kid doesn't like them, it's not a success. Exactly. It's all about having fun, but also getting outdoors. It sounds like the ones that maybe don't have the most entries are the ones that you have to get out and explore. So um, all of you guys listening, take your kids outside, go down mm-hmm. to the Wichita Mountains, come down to the park down here and um, find some rocks, find some insects, find some really cool plants. When you know, just yesterday, we had uh, two groups of kids. We did two workshops yesterday, and Allie Miner, our ag educator, actually led these workshops. We did rangeland ecology. And the kids learned a little bit in the office about rangeland and what a rangeland is. And then we went out to one of our producers' 
ranges and we learned about native grasses and all of the types of animal that live there. We even found raccoon tracks and, and things like that. And then in the afternoon, we did a blue thumb ex experience and blue thumb is water ecology. And they got to see erosion. They got to get in the water and see how many organ, you know, types of organisms there are, you know, the, the little fish, the, the little snails. The kids had a great time and, you know, them having a great time is, makes it worth it, but they learned a little bit. I love that. Okay, you keep mentioning these kids, and we talk about 4-H. Sounds like I'm too old to be involved You're too in it. old. Dang it. But if I have a child, um, what would the age group be? And you say that all they have to do is sign up. How do they sign up for that? Okay, the 4-H program is for youth that are 8 by September 1st and in the third grade, all the way through high school. Then we also have a program called Clover Buds, which is a non-competitive program for youth five to eight years old. And the way you sign up is, there is actually a website that you have to, we have to go through. It is ok.4honline.com. But the easier way to do it is to come to my office. I'll sit you down at a computer and help you get your kids signed up. And the thing is, kids can't sign up by themselves. They have to have a parent do that for them. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So with this, with your programs, um, are they are, are there costs associated with it? Is it free for the parents to do it? What are what are the costs with that? Okay, to join 4-H, it is a uh, an annual fee of twenty dollars, and most of our activities are free. Our summer workshops, like the Rangeland Ecology and the Blue Thumb Experience yesterday, they were absolutely free. The kids just had to sign up to go. Some of our others, like our leather working workshop, it is actually going to cost fifteen dollars. But by the time they get done, it's a three-day workshop. You'll come three different days. You will have a hand-tooled leather belt. Why didn't you tell me about this sooner? I'm telling you, like, if I yeah. were if I were in school, I would totally want to do this. Yeah. I'll just sneak in. I look young, right? Yeah, you bet. <laughs> you are more than welcome to join us. And the thing is, is that on most of our workshops, it is just to cover our costs of the supplies. That's awesome. Well, Liz, thank you so, so much for joining us today. Is there anything else that you want our listeners to know? Well, you know, we're kind of tired of being, you know, Grady County's best kept secret. So come see us. Give us a call. 405-224-2216. You know, if there's a problem that we can help you with, let us know. And if you don't know if we can help you with it, call us. We can tell you if we can help you with it. And if we can't, we can probably tell you who can. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. And we will put all of the information uh, that Liz referenced, the Facebook page, the phone numbers, all of her contact information in the show notes. So make sure that you check those out. Liz, thank you. Thank you so much. Wow, y'all. What an episode. I hope that you learned as much from Liz today as I did. But none of this would be possible without our sponsors, Hillary Communication and First National Bank and Trust of Chickasha. Hillary Communications is coming to Chickasha, y'all, and we could not be more excited. Check out our show notes below to find a link to their website where you can get information on where they're going and how much it's going to be. Thanks again for joining us today, and we'll be back again with you next month.